talking about practice. Welcome to Hero Ball, a podcast exploring the multiverse of sports and entertainment. My name is Tom Jones. With me as always, Carter Smith. What's happening? Darren Caldwell. How's it going? Your table's been fixed, E. <laughs> well, it's been propped up on a screw. It's, uh, it's hanging in there. It's fighting. I'm not going to put my feet on it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, I want to do it right now. But when, we get, when we get comfortable about 30 minutes in, it'll be yeah. a big crash. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it in. It'll be good. Call. It'll be good. How we doing? Good. How we doing? Oh, <laughs> busy. Busy. It's busy. Late. Crazy. It's late. Yeah, it's a late night. Late night. Late night. Yeah, we all set. just sat down. <laughs> Crickets are already cricketing. <laughs> True. <laughs> the, the aggressive cricket. I, yeah. I, I don't mind the crickets. Uh, when I listen to the podcast back at work, I kind of like the crickets. I mean, it'll all change when we get our, our mic set up, hopefully next week. But yes. Yeah. Until then, enjoy nature. Yeah, just enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hanging with nature. Um, Darren, you saw uh, you saw the latest MI. Oh, yeah. MI6. MI. What do they call it? I think it's, so, yeah. MI, MI6 is, uh, that's like the actual like, right. yeah, special yeah. ops. Mission so, Impossible 6. Yeah, is six, but is that's it the 6th one? 6th one, yeah. Is yeah. it the 6th? I can't remember. Six Fallout, or seven. yeah. Fallout. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bet. It's up there with the first. Okay. It's up there with the first. In fact, they had a bunch of callbacks to the first because you had like some crazy helicopter scenes at the end, which is like the crazy helicopter scene at the end of the first one. What, what was actually really fun about it, um, I went and saw it with, uh, with my wife on uh, just earlier, like last week, and you had like the first half, a bunch of really cool like espionage stuff, like the old Mission Impossible. We're going to figure out this way to extract this information from these people and with the double cross and get some cool mask stuff going on. And, uh, and then we're going to go and, and just blow stuff up and deal with nuclear crises. Yes. Classic. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. How was uh, Henry Cavill? So he is the hero we need. <laughs> yeah. He is impressive, both as a uh, hunky man <laughs> Uh, he, what, you know what's actually really cool about it is that they didn't shy away from the fact that Cavill is clearly twice Cruz's size easily because of just the muscle mass. Yeah. And they play off of that. Cruz is like five, seven, one thirty-five. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't make it like, okay, we're going to do some camera tricks here to make Cruz look really like his equal. Like, no, clearly Cavill was physically his superior. Mm. And it was, but that just plays into the MI ethos, right? Like, it's about one man against impossible odds Naturally. saving the world. And and so, anyway, it was uh, it was just it was it was a good movie. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but uh, it's got some twists, it's got some turns. Sweet. It's uh, they uh, they seal up some some storylines starting from like the third one, uh, and it. So anyway, starting from the third one. Wow. Jeez, yeah. Well, but the thing is, if you don't, if this is your, if you've never watched an MI movie, you can just jump right in. As long as you know the basic premise, they do some crazy stunts. There's mask type things like, oh, the mask thing. Yeah, yeah but even that, they didn't make that like some big. They they not like in the first one where yeah, it's this huge reveal at the end. Yeah, it wasn't like this. It didn't play a role through the whole movie. It just popped up in a couple of places. They even played it for some laughs. Um, mm. So it was, uh, it was entertaining. If you haven't, I would say you should probably see Rogue Nation before you see Fallout because they bring back the same villain. But uh, even if you haven't, you'll have fun. Best, best movie I saw this summer. So, yeah. Sweet. Anyway, high, uh, high recommend. Four and a half out of five stars. And I'll only just save that half because... You How can- many hero balls do you give it? I mean, out of... Uh, let's... let's- Take the stars out of here. How many hero balls you I'd give that. I'd give that. Let's, uh, let's create this uh, ranking well, system. We gotta right only now. have. We gotta have three hero balls, right? Because there's three of us. So I'd give it like 
like two and two thirds healer box. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. That's good. You want to talk about your fantasy draft at all? By the oh. way, your uncle's setup. Jeez, we found our new recording studio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, his wet bar downstairs. Oh, yeah. My uncle, he's got Ooh. a. So his bar, he's got oh. uh, he's got a brew uh, on tap. Um, I think like a homebrew. Yeah. Well, it was like a stout. Yeah, that he. It's he like having the uh, crap. What's it called? Uh, the Cheesecake Factory's bar in his basement. It's like a oh, yeah. really shrunk down version of that. So he's got he's got his bar and he's got tap and he had he had three things on tap. He had he had a beer and then he had um, like carbonated water and then he had a bunch of like flavors, syrups and things and then like if you wanted a mixed drink he had different, you know, vodkas and cuz that's like that. the that's the only reason to have sparkling water. Right. Is well, for and, a then, yeah, drink. Exactly. and then the other one was a, a cold brew coffee that he had done. So, Dang. so he had that set up. We had wings. He smoked some wings, Parmesan and just regular hot wings and chips and food. So then we did our draft and I'm pretty, I'm actually pretty happy with my team. Who's your, who's your number one? My quarterback or just my number one pick? Your number one pick. Who do you go number well, one? Because so, I've heard the new thing is you don't go quarterback first round. No, I, I picked up Tom Brady in the fourth round. Go. Um, <laughs> I, I went – I tried to go heavy on my run game. So we actually – Running had, back is back. Yeah, well, and my brother won it last year, and he pretty much won on his run game. Yeah. So – I ended yeah, up Todd Gurley, didn't he? He had Gurley. Oh, and, he, and so here's the thing. We have, guess, like well, a, we have keepers. So ooh, nice. I kept Fournette uh-huh. because he was he was the most consistent dude. Steve Jackson, though? Yep. Okay. Yeah, he was a rookie last dude, year. Did great. He's so much fun to watch. He's awesome. Got me a well, lot of points. Who They got Blake Bortles as quarterback. What else are they going to do? That's true. Good point. Give it to Fournette. So Fournier, I like to say. So, uh, like Evan, Evan Fournier <laughs> yeah. from the Orlando Magic. Exactly, Fournier, Beignet. I don't know. So I, I kept Four, Fournette, and then uh, I drafted Kareem Hunt as my second. Might end up being my Kansas number City. One. Yep. Yeah. See, I don't even. I don't even running back. The speedster. Yeah, and then I ended up with Ingram, who's on a suspension. But I figured I've got a pretty good run game to hold the fort until he comes back. Then I can run him as my flex, so I can have three top four or three top running backs going at the same in the same game after his suspension's up. But uh, Stefan Diggs, I I don't know. I got a lot of. I'm happy with it. Jacksonville D, number one ranked. So got the number one ranked kicker, and I cannot remember his name. <laughs> He's the Rams kicker. He's a kicker. Yeah. yeah. Janikowski. There you go. <laughs> No, so, he no, like no, actually no, finally yeah. retired. Yeah. No, I was gonna say it's a, it, it's, it's something weird. It's some Polish name. Or it something is. Like it's that. some. It's but, some name. That's for sure. By the way, in in my mind, Sebastian Janikowski is the all-time greatest football player because he literally looked like he could have just cracked a beer open on the field and punched <laughs> a sixty-yarder or kicked a sixty-yard field goal. Oh yeah. Just like, and then gone and, and had another beer on the sideline. Like, yep. Let that me know when knew. you need me again. He's like, he knew. I'm in the NFL. All I have to do is kick, make a million or two a year. I'm living the life. All I got to do is just not screw this thing up, and I'm set. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which reminds me of, uh, remember that kicker? I don't remember his name now. But he played, he was on the Cardinals, and uh, and he used to do those really high jumps as a celebration after he made each oh, kick. Oh, yeah, him and his brother. Yeah, yeah. He, Spaniards. Yeah. And he jumped really high after he, he made a kick and he, he tore his Achilles. Yep. And what? never kicked again. I don't I'm not familiar with this story. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty good too. That's awesome. Not yeah. good enough to keep his job after that though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Enough of the shenanigans. Yeah, I know um, that guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had a good good draft, good time. Do you guys Chilled. um play fantasy basketball? I don't do basketball. I haven't yet. You've never done basketball? No, just football. I did basketball like when I was 15. Yeah, I did it years ago. I feel like that would be 
a lot of commitment. Because you have to be up on it like every game. Right. Yeah, because football, like I've done both. And football I enjoyed uh, because I could set it on like a Tuesday. Right. This was before Thursdays were all the time, you know. But pretty much you could set it once a week and then just let it go. But, yeah, basketball, you're checking it daily because uh, there's pretty much games like five nights a week, you know. Um, and so it's a it's always a commitment. You got people getting injured that you don't know about or some random DNP. DNP from some guy who like is just sitting to sit right. that you didn't know about. It's a lot of fun though. It's way fun, especially because it's like the sport that we all follow. Right. It's a lot of fun, yeah. But it is. It's a lot to keep up on. But that was also before like smartphones and whatnot, and you had to actually log on to your computer. So. And now we've all got jobs that we just sit there anyway. We just sit there and talk <laughs> to each other on threads all day long, anyways. <laughs> you know what would be fun is. Uh, and uh, we'd have to look at the logistics of doing it, but cause just doing the three of us fantasy football is, uh, or fantasy basketball, maybe maybe not so fun, but throw it out there to the hero ball universe. Yeah, where and, you at? Uh, Stand up, <laughs> Curtis. What up? <laughs> get some get Nanyes in on that from uh, from Nashville. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be so, awesome. Uh, so anyway, if uh, if any of you guys are interested in doing a fantasy basketball. Hit us up on Twitter at the Hero Ball Pod, and uh, let us know if you're interested. If we yeah. get enough people, maybe we'll have to do it. That'd yeah. be cool. It'd be fun. For and sure. it'd be a fun way to just interact with the fans. You know, anybody that's even listening. Oh yeah, it'd be a good job. The fans, the fans, all two all, of you. All what two, up, yeah. man? It'd be my like life <laughs> and my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> so Tom, you went to Boise. Yeah? Sure did. Yeah, we talked to- about our love for Boise recently, and. Now I gotta hear. Did it, did it disappoint? Or did it did it live up to uh, our, all of our hopes and dreams? Oh, I love it when people ask. So how was your trip? I say tempting, because you still I just still want to come home, man. I just want to stay. Like I mm. love it there, being there. And I think what it, a lot of it is is that the, the homes and the neighborhoods and the way it's laid out remind me of growing up in California, living in Utah mm. now for 18 years. Like I have roots here, but you don't have that like youthful nostalgic connection to the place right you know which for some reason carries a lot of weight with things and so i go there and i feel like oh i know this place i've been here before even though i've only been there like half a dozen times um but it was great seeing our family and hanging out the kids man they played all day like our son isaac was outside from on sunday we went to the they have a huge park in downtown and uh it's probably like a 70 year old park Fed the geese, played outside, walked along the river, and uh, and then we came home at like at one o'clock, and he played outside with his cousins from like one to seven, and we had a Thanksgiving meal at the dinner table. He was just like glossy out like a zombie, like he's, like, <laughs> he's never played that hard in his life. It was, it was a good time, man. It was a lot of fun, and I got some drinks to share with you all on a night where it's not so late. I'll bring him in. We'll. Got some pints to share. Partay. So this is going to be like a multi-night thing. Like, I'm not bringing them all in one night. Yeah. Cool. It's going to be fun. So I just got some local beers to sample. And Did you go to the, the beer store? The beer Did store. I <laughs> so I asked my cousins or my uh, brother-in-law about that. The liquor stores there pretty much just serve like hard alcohol and whatnot. They don't carry right. the beer because the beer is carried like in regular stores. Oh, unlike right. in Utah. Exactly. So I was like, well, I don't need to go to the liquor store then. Ah. So I went to Albertsons. Good old Albertsons had everything I wanted. Very cool. Yeah. But so they, they have Albertsons there. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have Albertsons there. It's fresh market now. No. Yeah, All of them right. have turned into fresh yeah, market. It was like kind of like going into Smith's. Like they had a fantastic selection and everything. So I got a couple local ones brewed. Uh, one in McCall, Idaho, and another, I'm not sure where it was, just right there in the area. A couple other Sweet. drinks. So I'm excited to share that with you guys. That was one of those, uh, I remember growing up in California you know, moved out here when I was 10. So I remember going to Stater Brothers in California and you'd walk in and off to the left, they had like the, the wine section and they had all these wines and they had like this little, like some metal railings around it. So kids couldn't run in there and grab bottles and wreck everything. But, and, but I've lived here for so long that now the thought of going into a grocery store and being able to get wine or any kind of legit alcoholic beverage is is so completely foreign. It's like going to Disneyland as an adult. Hey, I like Disneyland. <laughs> I love Disneyland. 
Yeah, no, I don't know but if like, I relate adults to that. only Disneyland, like California Adventure after eight o'clock. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Oh, yeah. well, sweet. Well, it sounds like you had a good time. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, man, we had a good time, and like I said, we had a good Thanksgiving meal. Just for the heck of it. Oh, why not? Cool. Yeah, why not? It was fun. Well, yeah, if you're not going to see family again before then, why not? Yeah. Well, it was a little sad leaving too. We leave and oh, yeah, yeah, a little emotional. Sure. Yeah. Course. Well, good time was it as good as the time as Darren and I had playing spike ball last it's night? Hard. It's gonna be hard to top. Spike ball is a good game. We played it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did. Yeah, we did play it. Didn't yeah, we? we did. I think it was That's me right. and your wife on the wow. team, and you. That's right. I don't know somebody else. Uh, oh, Micah. Okay, Garbarino. Yeah. What up, Micah? You're never gonna hear this. Nope. <laughs> yeah, dude, spike ball is a blast. Well, I was on Micah's team last night, too. Yep. Going and, against Darren. And you beat me both times. It's true. Really? But yeah. I, I played a lot. My, I would think you'd have a good advantage on that game. I did okay. I did yeah, all right. No, but yeah. It was fairly evenly matched. It, the leads, we kept changing leads. Well, like I said, we had a we had a Diana Taurasi-type comeback coming <laughs> like we were the Phoenix Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> but like Diana Taurasi, we, too, got eliminated. Oh, Oof. God. <laughs> you, carried, you carried that illustration to the end. I, I, only, I only know about any of that because uh, I follow Shea Sharano on, yeah. uh, on Twitter, yeah, yeah. and he's he's a huge uh, WNBA fan, apparently. I What I like about Shea Sharano outside of his uh, writing is the fact that his Twitter picture is the guy from Blood and Blood Out, which was my one of my favorite movies growing up. Do you know that movie? I don't even know that movie. Oh, man. It's so good. It's about a kind of like a – it's really – the guy who he has pictured, he's half white and half Hispanic, and he's trying to fit in into his family that's full Hispanic. And so it's about him essentially kind of being a fish out of water, hmm. a half breed among full breeds, if you will, or something like that, you know, just not fitting in. He's a white boy amongst Hispanics, and it's hmm. – yet he doesn't see himself that way. Huh. Interesting. Oh, well, I used to see his picture and be like – is that him? No. What yeah. does this guy actually look like? Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a pretty violent movie. I think there's jail scenes and stuff like that. But as a kid, I don't know why. I just, I don't know. I, just, I, I liked it. I don't know. Blood in, blood out. Why not? Jumping mm. into gangs, you know? Yeah, spike ball. That was pretty good. Fun. It was fun. That's a fun game if you have never played it. It is. Yeah, check <laughs> it out. Spike ball is on it's, uh, Shark Tank. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it takes a little bit to get used to. But once you get once you get the hang of it, and once you start like communicating with your teammate a little bit, oh yeah, then it gets uh, it gets better. You gotta you gotta build a you it's know, gotta be trust connection. There. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For sure. It was good. It's big on, uh, you know, my in laws and my brother in law. It's just big on Caitlin's side of the family. We played a lot with them. And uh, so I've got a lot of experience, so I don't feel too bad. That, so the fact that I was hanging with you. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Speaks it was to my fun. greatness. You, you'd be surprised <laughs> at how hard it is to hit that little ball uh, like with the right amount of momentum and trajectory yep. to just hit and that hit little that. trampoline. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's so it's way easy to miss. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Wu-Tang? Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. <laughs> Dude, so. there's, there's, no, there's no segue. There's, there's no awesome. segue to Wu-Tang, so I just thought I'd throw it out there. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Um, so I was having some fun. The ODB. <laughs> I was having some fun the other day. I don't know why. Oh, because I, I, you know what it was? I watched Childish Gambino's latest music video. That's what it was. Oh, the uh, This Is America one? Or uh, I think so. I don't remember what it's Didn't he do on. like a new one or something? It's got a brand new one. It's a cartoon one. Oh, it's got okay. Michelle Obama hugging uh, oh, Kanye West. Kanye. Yeah, it's not uh, the one I'm So talking. I watched it. And it's actually pretty good. It's a pretty good summer song. Anyways, so Childish Gambino's name comes from a Woo generator. Right. So that made me guess. That made me think, yes. what's what is my Woo generated name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I started looking. So who we got? So who we got? Okay. So you guys... Now, there's a couple of them out there, right? So it depends. This one, from WuTangClan.net. <laughs> Carter, yo, you are the ungrateful ambassador. Ooh. 
I'm grateful <laughs> ambassador. I'm grateful ambassador. You're ambassading ungratefulness. <laughs> Now and then. That sounds rather discontent. I'm gonna, like, yeah, like, I'm uh, going to come out. Like Basically, the worst day of the year for you is Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. Or the best yes, day right. because you're just about to go make everybody ungrateful for whatever they're grateful for. All of right. its albums <laughs> drop on Thanksgiving. Well, I'm, just a, I'm a big fan of Festivus. So. <laughs> the airing of grievances. Like ungrateful <laughs> ambassador would be like an angsty 17-year-old male. <laughs> I'm just ungrateful. Right. <laughs> Got a lot of problems with you people. Yeah. <laughs> Never happy. But Mom. you sure as heck don't mind sharing. <laughs> yeah. Darren? Spread the love. I think yours is good. You are known as the excessive menace. What's up, menace? <laughs> What's cooking, menace? <laughs> All I know is when I bring the menace, I bring it excessively. Right. <laughs> Dude, I, excessive menace is good. That is so There's, good. There is no middle ground to my menacing. There's no, no menace or excessive. All the way. <laughs> Not light. It's excessive. Yeah, there's no medium. There's <laughs> no medium here. Excessive. <laughs> and the mine, Wu Tang Clan .net. Wu Nang, smiling assassin. <laughs> Which is just nonsense. I mean, I don't get it. You, uh, you smile a lot though. So, you know. <laughs> but I don't understand the connection between smiling and assassin. You kill people and you love it. Kill people and you love it. You're like you're like Will Smith in Suicide Squad. What's it come of some kind of? Suicide so let me Squad. go to this other one, which I'm sure right now is probably like putting um, some type of like virus into my phone because it looks a little shady. <laughs> but Carter, according to this one, you are now lucky bastard. <laughs> Which is really just like a, a like, I've been called that. Yeah. It's, it's not even like a, like a name as much as it is just like, I like that. Yeah, that's just a, that's a descriptor. Yeah, right. <laughs> Darren? I'm scared now. Oh, the contender. The contender. The contender. Not even like the angry contender. Or... Yeah, see, that make it better. The fierce... No, that's too on the nose. Excessive contender. Ex yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I contend excessive. The snarling contender. <laughs> and mine, according to this janky-looking website, would be misunderstood genius, <laughs> which they all are. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, every, every genius. Every genius is misunderstood. That's how you know they're a genius. Because you're out in front. It's like Dwight. That would take sites kind of lame. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that that's about as generic as some of those get. To be called Smiling Assassin or the Ungrateful Ambassador is clearly a more creative website. So kudos to WuTangClan.net. Way better. Way yeah. better. Probably ran by a misunderstood genius. Probably. That, yeah. That gets three hero balls. Three hero <laughs> balls. <laughs> <laughs> the hero ball system now goes to everything. <laughs> Uh, just a little sidebar, a little aside. Wu-Tang Clan uh, was a huge part of my youth. I used to draw this W all over my notebooks and my binder. Oh, yeah. And my brother, older brother, <laughs> older brothers are always a bad influence on you. Uh, we, he would buy like all the albums. So growing up, I would listen to all the albums. Did your mom know about this? No. Because no, he was older, so we listened to him in his car. Yeah. Right. So we would listen to ODB, RZA, Jizza, Ghostface Killer, Method Man. Yeah. That's it, Ghostface Killer. Yeah. Oh, You God. Uh, just all these art. I mean, there was like what twelve members or something like that. So yeah, we would listen to them all. And Method Man and Mary J. Blige have a song called I think it's called All I Need. And I stayed up one time and recorded like BET at night just to get the music video. <laughs> you know how you would just like send VHS. Yeah, you send the VHS at like ten whenever it comes on, you know, and you just press record and whatever you get, you yes. get. It's like setting out a like a like a <coughs> like a um, like a fish trap at night or something, just hoping you caught something in the morning. Right. Yeah. So I would, <laughs> I actually caught the music video for all I need, and I had that song memorized. Yeah. Wu Tang Clan. That's right. Oh, that's funny. Wu. What, what were some Woo. of the? Uh, what were some of your other, like, band artists that you listened to in secret because you knew that if your parents caught you listening mm. to them, you'd well, get in big trouble. So I didn't. 
I don't think I own Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. I don't, I probably, I don't think I did, but definitely that one. That came out sixth grade year. I remember going up to sixth grade camp, Sly Park, for a winter camp, and we were sitting in the back of the bus. Some kids had probably the tape, I'm guessing. And so, you know, we were sharing headphones and listening to Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. Also, uh, Dre's Chronic. I remember after school, listening to that at some friend's house. Warren G, The Regulators. Well, hey. Uh, I listened to Easy E in my brother's car. Wow. Man, you were into some some uh, heavy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it got dark. Yeah. Wow. You got way more street cred than I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in the streets of Sacramento. Easy E. And then my brother used to listen to Dale the Funky Homo Sapien. Oh, uh, yeah. E40, because, you know, in the Bay Area there, he was really big. Yep. I listened yeah. to like, uh, I think my parents were pretty aware of everything I listened to. And even if it was not appropriate, they just were kind of like, well, do you think you should be listening to that? Yeah. And kind of just be like, well, like, I mean. I remember, uh, <laughs> I remember your parents being a little concerned when, when the candy rappers uh, recorded a song on weed. Yeah, well. <laughs> I, they actually weren't concerned because they were featured on that. That's track. right. That's yeah. right. Your so, dad was on that. Yeah, they, they harmonized <laughs> on the opening lick. But um, yeah, speaking of the candy rappers, I was gonna say it's hard for me to accept a new rap name because I've been known as MC Biscuit for since like ninth grade, and which was I don't know math long time ago. very well, but it was yeah. a long time ago. MC Biscuit. I mean, Ungrateful Ambassador is a that's a solid name, solid but I feel name. like you should be MC Biscuit, the Ungrateful Ambassador. There you go. I can take that. <laughs> Love it. But it's funny because people spell still biscuit with a, is it like Lint Biscuit? No, it's straight up like the give me some like biscuits, biscuits and gravy. Nana's yeah. biscuits. All right. Biscuits. I never yeah. know how to spell it when biscuit. I'm spelling it, so I'll just well, say MC. And it's funny because I used to do MC letters biscuit, but I. Eventually switched it to spelling out MC because yeah, on Twitter it looked like McBiscuit. And I was right. like, I don't – it looks like a McDonald's sandwich. Of, yeah, you're a spokesman. Yeah, so – I do love a McBiscuit. So I spelled it out and then I just started go, using that. And people just – I said, people at work call me MC too. Do they? And it's you guys, awesome. it's funny. Yeah, I call you MC all the time. It's like actually oh, yeah. caught on. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, like uh, I didn't have any music. Like I remember my, my sister would listen to Smashing Pumpkins – and my parents were uh, not too not too keen on them. I was rat in the cage, man. They didn't like it. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't. I never listened to anything that my parents like explicitly disapproved of. Um, mine, mine is a far more shameful story. Uh, I listened to Creed. Ooh, it was my first non-Christian album, which was pseudo-Christian yeah. because can you take me higher? Well, Jesus could. Yeah. So <laughs> place of golden streets. Yeah. I mean I'm six feet yeah. from the edge. I mean that's like that's like use you twos, like you know. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. I think like the streets so, have no name. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about heaven, mom. <laughs> my uh I think the the only music that my parents really didn't like, but they didn't ob- object to it. They just didn't like it was when I got into Screamo and Under Oath oh, and bands yeah. like that mm-hmm. and, and got more into the metal the metal side of things, but because I had to, I had to make up for my Creed years by right. going actual hardcore. Yeah. Woo! That was a. That was, was a deep dive. That was a deep dive. That was, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna. So that might break the internet. Ooh. First look. <laughs> break the internet. The second was, Captain Marvel movie. Second. Yeah. Well. The second Captain. Not Marvel to nerd movie. out on you, but yeah, Shazam was the first Captain Marvel. True. And then. Very true. Captain Marvel. <laughs> So it's trademark issues. Yeah. So Darren, Shazam is actually the, the wizard. One. Shazam right. is the wizard that gives the powers, and he becomes Captain Marvel. The boy becomes Captain Marvel. But right. yeah, like you said, there's a, a crazy history behind that, yeah. and they've now kind of it's accepted. Generally, I think DC did officially change it a few years back that he's now officially Shazam. Right, because DC the, started out with the Captain Marvel, and then Marvel mm-hmm. took over a Captain Marvel 
moniker or whatever. And right. Well, it was funny yeah. because Captain Marvel was Fawcett Comics, and DC sued them for saying that Captain Marvel is too much like Superman. And this was like in the forties. Right. Why DC has essentially two Superman? Yeah, characters. it's it's yeah. strange. We'll we'll talk about it someday. Yeah. I don't want to take up too much time going off on that, but. Anyways, uh, our, our second Captain Marvel movie that's... Yeah, <laughs> so Entertainment Weekly, Brie Larson announced that uh, they were going to break the internet today. I don't know if they did that. I, like, maybe with a trailer you would do that, but... Can, can we just get over the phrase, break the internet? I'm okay with it. But Nothing you, you, breaks the internet you anymore. definitely, like, strained the internet with this announcement. I think it was you strained exciting. the truth, is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little too much, but regardless... Uh, Entertainment Weekly gave us our first look at the new. Okay, if you're gonna get on, if you're gonna get on Twitter, and say, "Hey, I'm Captain Marvel, the most anticipated movie for like really the next like six months." Oh yeah, right. And we're gonna break the internet tomorrow. You at better noon. give me a teaser trailer. And it's a picture that makes her look like the comic book character. Yeah. There's nothing new here. If I if I wanted that, I could have just said, well, "Hey, Marvel, can you send me a pic? Can I go to?" Can I go to Google Images and take a look they at Captain released, Marvel? They're gonna. Here's the thing about it. they're doing a slow burn over the weekend, over the next couple of days. They've released ten photos that you can look at. Two-eyed Samuel L. What do you guys think about it? Yeah, looks I, good. I think so, she looks, I love her her suit. Man, her suit looks fantastic. Oh yeah, she looks great. But she I mean, great. Yeah, looks, did, did anybody think that she wasn't? It's a Marvel movie. Like they generally do that stuff pretty. Yeah, good. I mean it's it's comic accurate. I don't know a lot about Captain Marvel, um, but what's a scroll? Scroll. So Dude, apparently there's scrolls, and yeah. people are losing their minds over it. Scrolls are shapeshifters, and I believe that they are the species that are involved in the what's it called? Hidden Secret Wars. In the Secret Wars, where they basically oh. come in and. Um, they set the government against the Avengers, if I recall. Okay. But it's not, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's the scrolls behind it. So I've heard one fan theory is that the scrolls are actually going to be the ones who got, who got dusted, or that that's somehow the way that they're going to make what Thanos did work with the universe. Mm. Anyway, there's there's so, all kinds of. So you got the green scrolls coming out of the ocean, and then in this scene, it's like an office scene, and you've got this dude in the suit who's actually a scroll. It's, oh, that's what the okay. Says. I did hear that uh, Peggy is still going to be in charge of Shield. I like Peggy, and uh, that's pretty cool. So, uh, so glad for that. Yeah, I I don't know a lot about because it's nineteen eighty. Five-ish I think it's set in the 90s. I said the 90s. Oh, 90s. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Here she is in all of her grunge glory. Wearing a nine-inch nail shirt. It's a little shirt. too on the nose for me. Yeah, it's pretty... I uh, mean, like, here's the, here's the thing, right? Yeah. She's a... Not that people can't dress... I, here's the thing. She's like a Star Air Force pilot. And I just don't see a Star Air Force pilot... Dressing with, with like a faded nine-inch nail jersey or a shirt and a how would you know, Tom? Are leather you a Star jacket. Air Force pilot. <laughs> but that's saying the they're thing. all like, squares. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, they're they're not all squares, right? But I don't know. To me, it's too on the nose. But, but like, you don't have rebel pilots. Well, right, uh, like like uh, Maverick is a rebel pilot. <laughs> Which goose is the square? You know, <laughs> talking to pilot friends of mine. Yeah, they they view hot, uh, Top Gun as a comedy. Knowing, <laughs> working around the military people, having pilot friends, <laughs> they're pretty sharp people, and they dress pretty sharply. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, the nineties were a weird time, though. So, I mean, I get it. Yeah, it's a little on the nose, but. People dressed really odd in the 90s. That looks like the way somebody would dress if they wanted you to think like they dressed in the 90s. And that, that's my thought about it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying about it. It's a little too on the nose for me. Well, but regardless. This, this picture of the uh, scroll coming out of the ocean, to me, and of course, I know they're just images, but it looks like something on like uh, CW or something. Like I, hmm. the, the prosthetics don't look good to me at all I, not a, that they don't look good they look fine but they look yeah. super just Every, like inexpensive and 
But if they are prosthetics, I still prefer that over just CGI that, you know. You prefer but, that over uh, Superman's look? Oh, he, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious Easy. to know what's going on here. Like, why are they coming out of the water? They don't live in the ocean. So, they're walking. Why does anything happen, Tone? <laughs> wow, that's that's deep, Baron. That's so, deep. I, I saw, like, on Twitter, somebody uh, hypothesizing that with now with the scrolls and with uh, from the first guardians the uh, ronin the accuser those are main uh fantastic four villains apparently so so there there's kind of this gradual push towards the eventual fox disney merger where they finally get the rights back to all these awesome characters and uh, maybe there'll there'll be some tie-ins uh, eventually down the road with that. But uh, I thought that was interesting. I didn't know anything about the scrolls. So if there's anything that I learned today, it was that we now know who the villains potentially are yeah. in the movie. But as far as breaking the internet, that was lame. Yeah. It was, I was, I was disappointed. Marvel yeah. The disappointed wording was, today. was, yeah, it wasn't, but she looks good. She looks like, I mean, it looks like Brie Larson in a Captain Marvel outfit. I don't know. I just or I, random I, random Hollywood blonde actress in a <laughs> in a Captain Marvel. I, I honestly I had to ask Kayla who Brie Larson oh, was. Really? I don't literally don't I, know what she won her Oscar for. She, uh, they always she say won. an Oscar winning actress Brie Larson. And I go, well, that's great. Kobe Bryant won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, she she won it. Suicide for, Squad won an Oscar. Okay, yeah, exactly. So I, I guess Brie Larson won it for The Room, which was that movie where like she was abducted and like. Sounds had, terrible. Sounds had, like a horror movie. It was a, it was like a super dramatic movie where she was a, um, so like some woman that was captured and held captive in this room, uh, by some you know, horrible dude or whatever. And she had a son, kind of like a life is beautiful type of thing. She had to convince him that all these horrible things weren't happening, and created this whole other world for him. So it was kind of like a single actress movie where she carried the whole thing and won an Oscar for it. So she's bringing the chops to the, that's good to the screen. So yeah, she's going to be amazing. I'm sure. But I like her. I, I, she was good in Scott Pilgrim face the world. Oh, was she, and was she the, uh, the main girl? She was the Scott Pilgrim's ex-girlfriend who like becomes the rock star or whatever. Okay. I can't remember the name for some reason off the top of my head, but She's, you know, that's, I like that movie. It's quirky and fun, and but she's in that. It's not a earth shattering performance or anything, but hmm. she's in it. Uh, she's in uh, Kong Skull Island. I like that. Oh, Those that was fun. a good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. that. Those are fun. I like what they're doing with that. Yeah, that so. was a, that was a enjoyable, oh, and they're doing like a whole Kong universe oh, thing, yeah. right? Because yeah. everything's its own universe. Okay, it started with the Godzilla and then Kong Skull Island, and now, now they're doing a, the King of the Monsters. It's the follow-up to Godzilla. Oh, right, about how humans oh, yeah. are the plague. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that that yeah. trailer's confusing. That, that is, is a way confusing it is, Oh, it looks awesome, though. I don't care. I'm going to go see I'll that. watch Godzilla rip things apart. Yeah, I'm a big, big fan of the, the monster stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that, those are fun. Those are just, you go watch them and have a good time and eat some popcorn and drink yep. some cherry Coke. And, Seriously, who doesn't get Cherry Coke when you go to the theater? If you don't, you just shouldn't go to a theater. Right. <laughs> cherry Coke's Delish. good. Delish. I don't drink a lot of soda, but Cherry Coke is good. Okay. I will say this I drink about Dr. Pepper, which is just objectively the best soda. I like it. And Cherry Coke <laughs> is really good. So when we went to Fallout, the theater's uh, soda machine was broken. <sighs> Cancel the show. Dude, it was. <laughs> Refund the I, I will say. It may have diminished the experience. Yeah, certainly. But the movie was good enough that it elevated it over the lack of a cherry Coke. So, there you go. Fair enough. See Fallout. Because <laughs> it was good enough that the lack of a cherry Coke didn't ruin it for me. All right, boys. Bulls of the West. <laughs> the Minnesota Bulls. <laughs> Break, broke back Bulls. <laughs> Tibbs can't quit his players. When you play for Tibbs, you play for life. For life. For, yeah. Oh, my God.
Um, this is I don't, so. I'll I'll break down in a minute who's already played for him, but this is we're talking about this because there's rumors and murmurs which should not be there, but that are there. And everybody called it the minute it happened, the second it happened, and and this should not exist, but it does. So Luol Deng, the Timberwolves reportedly have interest in Luol Deng. <laughs> the Timberwolves reportedly have interest in Joe Kim Noah. Yes. Yes. I don't even know what question to ask. Uh, well, you've got Taj. So you've got – so Tom Thibodeau, um, Chicago's old coach since going to Minnesota, uh, has hired old assistants, which eh, no, it doesn't really count. All coaches bring over their assistants. John Lucas III, they waived him. Uh, Jimmy, John, John Lucas III of Utah Jazz point guard fame. Fame. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'll get to another – uh, jazz goat here in a second. Then they add, of course, uh, Jimmy Butler. Um, then they add, so Jimmy Buckets, and then they add Jeff Teague. No, sorry, Taj Gibson. Uh, he was. He's their starting power forward. He was a seventy-five on two K a long time ago. You know, he's not. He wasn't <laughs> terrible back in like seven years ago. Uh, they added Aaron Brooks for a couple of years there. The last domino to fall was Jazz great. Derek Rose. Derek yeah. Rose. That's yeah. great. Derek Rose. And then potentially Lou Alding or Joe Kim Noah. Or both. Or both. Because <laughs> they have two roster spots left. They can buy sign them both to uh bet minimum. Yeah. Bench cap. Bench them right now. What am I missing <laughs> here? And here's the thing. I guess this is my question. Say that happens, right? If you're a Minnesota fan or Minnesota front office exec, and that happens, because uh, Tibbs is the uh, whatever president GM, or whatever GM, yeah, he's yeah, a GM, he's a GM coach, coach. Yeah. so he he can do what he wants. He's like the last one. In the do movie. you have faith in him going forward that he is making the right decisions and knows how to put together a team? So, if you're a front office, you have to say at the very least, we had not been back to the playoffs until we until Thibodeau took over. And did what you know, the roster moves that he did. So, at the very least, he got us back to the playoffs in a loaded Western Conference. And that that says something. Because it was, what, 13, 14 years since they'd even been to the playoffs? So, that right there buys him some kind of equity. But if you already have, you have Andrew Wiggins and Cat, who apparently don't have any work ethic, according to, uh, to Butler. Um, you have Jimmy Butler saying that he's not going to sign a long-term contract. So you've already got mutiny on the roster in the summer. Um, maybe bringing in those old vets just at least gives enough Thibodeau guys in the locker room to, to overrule the young guys. But you're, I figure 50 games in, you're going to have some players-only meetings where the vets are calling up the younger guys for their lack of effort because they're currently sitting in 11th in the West because Luol Deng is playing 41 minutes a game a night while putting up eight points and three rebounds a minute and playing subpar defense because he's old. But he's a vet. He knows the system. He's a vet. So he, he knows gets the to... system. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're, it's like Tyrone Corbin yeah, exactly. is coaching yeah. right now. And, uh, and so you're going to have, you're gonna have yeah, Deng getting 41 minutes and keeping minutes from the young guys. Uh, so there's going to be some players-only only meetings uh, 50 games in the season. That's what I'm calling. And then I, I say Thibodeau is out at the end of the season because at this point Minnesota is definitely not making the playoffs. Yeah, so you think they're not making the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. No, I think they're – yeah, they're one of the teams dropping out. But I do have to say the best, the best thing I've seen today was – Thibodeaux. Yeah, Thibodeaux. <laughs> Which had Thibodeau as Thanos. As some, yeah. And then somebody had the comment, so does that mean that he had to kill Derrick Rose's knees to get the soul stone? <laughs> Which is so, so entirely accurate. I love it. I love it. Is good. Uh, ambassador. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Darren. I think that this is, it's a train wreck and it's, it just, see, Clearly, no direction. No. I love it so much, though. 
Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's hilarious. Because they, I mean, with Cat, they have like a potential all-world talent guy right. they can be building around. It, right. it stinks that he doesn't have... Who can't the, beat the, Clint Capella. It stinks that he doesn't have the drive <laughs> to put his talent together and actually produce something good. Right. But you know, he has potential to be really good. Yeah, but I just think if you're if you're in that environment and you're seeing all this happening and the morale's not great, you know, are you are you going to really want to make it? I don't know. Do you want to put that much effort in what you're doing? You know, are you just eyeballing when you can get out of there? Yeah. And you know, you would like, like you were saying, you'd like to see him just, you know, step it up and, and, and suck it up and do whatever he's got to do to prove to Tibbs, like, I'm the future. Like, you know, let me carry this. But, you know, it kind of stinks that he's obviously shying or seemingly shying away from that. But yeah, it seems like he's not taking the challenge by Butler and stepping up to it. Right. He's just. Maybe throwing stones back at Butler. Yeah, and like I said, it's taken it's, as a challenge. Like you know, what? I'm going to work so hard that he can't even yeah. say a bad. That's thing about what you him. wish you you would see from him because he's got the talent to be just just phenomenal. Probably yeah, like an AD type crazy. of player. Like he's got. Yeah, he's this new kind of like a unicorn. Yeah, he's yep. one of these new fives. But he's like a stretch five, he's obviously you know? not doing that. But there's this sliver of me that says, but can you blame him? In that environment, it seems fairly toxic. It seems there's no direction. It's like, hey, okay, well, I don't know that Tibbs is a is a coach either. That's like a player's coach. It, it, he seems he's got really short rotations. Uh, what does he got? Like a nine man rotation, eight man rotation. Well, he he plays playoff rotations like game twenty in November. Yeah, yeah. So players, I think, kind of get burnt out by it, especially when they're looking around the league and seeing their buddies only, yeah. you know. Playing thirty minutes a night, and uh, and they're out and there winning. busting out pain, playing thirty eight, forty minutes a night, and then you got Wiggins just signed a new five year deal. He's oh, not going anywhere. <laughs> and Butler probably will jet because the young guys aren't doing anything. Butler's not going to look around and, and go, "Yeah, I'm going to hitch my horse to this yeah. wagon and wait, waste the rest of my career." And then here. by then, you know, the front office, the whoever it is, the owners are going to be coming back to Cat saying, oh, sorry we did that, and it, the, the bridges might be burned by then. Right. Yeah, you've just wasted, what's he, this is his third year now, I think, I coming think up? I think so. I think this is a, he's played two? No, I think he's played three. I think this is three, four. four. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're starting to get a lot of baggage. And there was always one thing that Derek, uh, Derek, um, David Locke said when Gordon Hayward was making his decision, you know, right. was, you know, the Jazz never gave, the Jazz did not give him a reason to leave. He could choose to leave if he wanted, but the one thing that we always had against us were the, the scars. You yeah. know, we've all we've done everything we could to make him stay. And we're not Brad Stevens. Yeah, whatever that whatever that's worth, right? <laughs> but and but that's true. Like even though you may have done X, Y, and Z since yeah. since he started, you always in the back of your mind remember, yeah, but you really messed up the first four years of my career. Or yeah, whatever. he's still. And, and, and that was could be bitter that cat. yeah he was still bitter that uh, we didn't just give him an extension what, that we made him go sign an offer right. sheet. What, so, I, what and, I hope and, more than anything <laughs> is that Luol Deng gets the buyout, signs with Minnesota. Jimmy Butler opts out, signs with the Lakers, making it a de facto Deng for Butler trade. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> All right, keeping it in the association, keeping it more local. Donnie boy. Donnie Utah? Donnie Utah. Donnie Utah. I like that nickname. I do too. I don't know if that's – I've only heard it from you, but I like it. Donnie Utah. Donnie Utah. The summer of dawn was upon you us. Guys, we're white. He's D. Mitch. D. <laughs> His name is uh, – yeah. <laughs> D. Mitch. That's about as uh, – Clever as a nickname we can come up with. Yeah, I mean, we've got D Faves. D Faves. G Hayward. G Hayward. Or lame ones like G Time. G Time. You just yeah. stick some dumb slang word on it. Or Bowler Jack called him the Dunkster. Oh, oh man. The Dunkster. Oh, gosh. Us white people have terrible nicknames. I will say 
Bowler Jack has we'll, terrible. And we'll just probably put like Lil in front of something because right. that's what the rappers do. We did have Lil, AK-47. Lil Allen. Lil, Lil Mitch. <laughs> Lil, Lil D. We, we did have AK-47. And that, that was, was a good. sweet – because it worked out. It was his initials, his number. He's Russian. Oh. It's a Russian gun. Yeah, he's like a gun on the court. You got five different levels. Of it it actually worked. But was did he already have that though in his – I don't think so. In his he, uh, Europe days? Probably not. I think that was – wasn't that a hot rod, huh? Oh, maybe? maybe it was. Uh, it works. Yeah. That, I don't know who gave it to him, but whoever did. The yeah. best nicknames, though, always come from outside of Utah. I mean, the Stifle Tower yeah. is a yeah. non-Utah nickname. Um, that came from you know somebody in the Twitterverse or whatever. Uh, Spider-Man. I mean, he, he was already Spider before Spider. he came. But the funny thing is, is now that he is here in Utah, we have all these white people trying to say Spider. And it just sounds. But I can't say spider because that's dumb. Well, you can't say spider, but then when no. you say yo spider, spider it, I don't know. It just sounds. We're trying too hard. Yeah, we're putting on our '90s clothes, <laughs> saying, "Look, we come from the '90s." Exactly. You, know, that, you know, you know what though? He loves it, and he loves us. He does. And so he will be embraced as long as he never stabbed us in the back like betray word. I'm making him a statue already. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, but you're right. He is embracing Utah. We have seen that. He went to a July 4th barbecue at some random dude's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, His, hey, Twitter, what's going on? Uh, what parties are going on today? Yeah, it yeah. just shows up. He saw a pool party on Twitter and he hit it. So yeah. So let's run down summer. some of the things that... The summer he, of Donnie? Yeah, the summer of Donnie. So the 4th of July barbecue, yeah. as we just mentioned, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Who does that? No, the dude's a bona fide no star. star that I, that I, not even like a rookie, not even just some Joe Schmo, like you know anybody in the NBA. I've never seen anybody just say yeah. like, "Hey, can I show up at your house and just hang with yeah. you?" By the way, uh, Donovan, if you ever wanted to show up at the pod and record a podcast with us at Broken Table Studios, yeah. which is AKA <laughs> Darren's Garage, Riverdale, Utah. Uh, you know, just DM us, and uh, you know, we'll we'll DM you the address. Yeah, we'll, we'll pick you we'll up. We'll send an Uber out there. Yeah. Just slide in, slide into our DM, man. <laughs> uh, speaking of being white, yeah, right. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, worked out all summer long. Uh, various places. He was all over. I couldn't tell. Okay, he's in Utah this week. He now he's in Vegas. You know, Vegas. Houston, now he's in New York. Houston, now he's yeah, he's everywhere. But he uh, he worked out with Dwayne Wade, worked out with James Harden, CP3, uh, Royce O'Neal was there as well. Actually, throw that out there. They worked out with him. There you go. They worked out with him. I feel bad for my boy Royce because <laughs> it was always like Donovan and his cousin, you know, or the football game. Like they just didn't know who the guy was. But if you're Royce, do you mind? No. If I'm sitting there and they're like, hey, oh, hey, look, there's Donovan Mitchell. And I happen to have like half of my face in that picture. I'm all right with that. <laughs> That's the graphic cover. cover the other half. <laughs> it's yeah, like exactly. Sully in uh, Monsters, Inc., right? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, somebody had tweeted that out. They said Royce. Wazowski or whatever. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that I, I didn't even know that. I felt bad for him, but it's cool. I bet Royce doesn't care. Like, why, you know, why, you'd be kind of dumb if you if you cared, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 It's not what no, he was the, uh, he was the ambassador, uh, NBA, NBA ambassador for the rookie, uh, the draft. So yeah. he oh, was on right. all yeah. the national broadcasts, like, over and over and over. And they, TV loves him. Yep. Yeah. And then he was also, uh, they sent him over to China. He actually is on the cover of NBA... 2K China China edition, and they sent him over to be a part of the release there. And he got uh, to go to Vegas for NBA 2K and uh, film some promos for them. Yep, he got That's right. uh, he got some some kind of shoe thing going on with Adidas. It's yet to be revealed. Yeah. So, well, what the thing that has been revealed so far is that he is going to wear an exclusive shoe. It's not a signature, quote unquote. Right. But it's a, it's called the Adidas Bounce, uh, or something like that. Much, but it's much bounce. Yeah, it something like that. But the idea there is More that the that he's going to be showcasing this shoe for Adidas all season long. I imagine he's going to get various colors and things like that because the NBA just said that now players can wear any color shoe uh, on game day, which, which is, is reason. Number 256 by the NBA is better than the NFL, who finds guys who like put the American flag on their shoe 
even though they're finding guys who, you know, kneel during the anthem and all that kind of stuff. The NBA's dress policy is like very strict. They got a fashion police dude that stands outside the locker room. Uh, NFL. Yeah. Yeah. And make sure your socks are pulled up to your calf. Make sure your jerseys are tucked. I mean, it's very yeah, it's very strict. Yeah. I don't know that I really like the the, the new policy by the NBA because I love seeing a an outfit all put together. Like, I don't want to see somebody, I don't know, whatever team would wear mostly white or something yeah. like that. And mm. then somebody wears some, like, bright purple shoes or Baby something like blues. that. Yeah, yeah like, I, I like seeing an outfit all put together. Right. But Jerry I, Sloan is really upset somewhere. Because <laughs> he was, and that was the no headband thing. No headband. he said, you know what? Well, I think from what I've heard, it's, sure, you can wear a head headband, but everyone else has to then, too. Right. Like, he's, because he wanted uniform. So, but, uh. I'm not no, totally I, against it. I get it. I'm, I don't know. I, I don't mind the progressive. That's what you know, I mean. That's what I was going to say. It means I, a lot to these young players. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate the NBA being like at least forward thinking and allowing these types of things. Yeah. I don't prefer it. I think it'll probably get out of hand, but yeah, yeah it'll be fun to see. Yeah. But so, these shoes, uh, it, to me, it seems like this is a precursor to a signature, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they're banking on them. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, if he comes out this some... season... And does even what he did his rookie year. You right. know, obviously we're going to hope he doesn't hit that sophomore slump, but... The way it, anybody who is able to do what he did over the summer as a rookie, having not played a game where you had coaches saying, okay, here's a, here's a package of 11 uh, layups and finishes at the rim that we want to see you start, you know, work on throughout the season. And then he comes back in a few weeks and has all of 11 of them down. And has, and then not only can he do them in practice, he can do them in a game. Like, he's one of those guys that he's supremely gifted physically. He's got all the mental things you need. He's got all the, the leadership qualities you want. And he's not afraid to fail. He's not afraid to go out and say, you know what? I've got to try this in the game. And if it, gets, if it goes bad, I do it again. Yep. That's why... Like everybody wanted to know why. Why are you letting this guy go out there and go three for twenty as a rookie on a team that everybody, even without Hayward, was still hoping could make the playoffs? It's because they knew they saw what he was doing over the summer. They they knew he's just he's putting it into the game. What everything he's doing in practice, he's doing it the game. And if a guy's doing that with the coaching staff that Utah has, there's no way in my mind, that he does not come in and have, you know, a half dozen more moves that he pulls off in the, in the game. Um, you know, we, uh, like you put in the our show notes, like he, uh, he's got a 50% effective field goal percentage. He needs to get that thing up like to 55, 58 to really, um, to really become just an all around offensive player. And I think he does that. I mean, he's got the free throw shooting, so his stroke is going to be great. Um, he's going to get that off the bounce three that um, Locke is always pointing out that he needs to improve on. That's the thing. This guy was the rookie of the year, you know, um, without an asterisk. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he was just leading this entire team, putting, like, the entire OKC three-star lineup on their heels, outscoring them in a fourth quarter. Yeah. And he and you can still look at him and go, you've got this way and this way and this way and this way that you need to improve. Mm-hmm. And if you've got that low of a floor with that much room to improve, with the work ethic he has to do it, he's, yeah. he's going to do it. Yeah, and like you said, to add to that, just his playoff performance, that's yeah. another indicator that this is not a fluke. There's not really any signs of this guy regressing. You're put on the biggest stage in the in the game, on the playoffs, and you only get better. Mm-hmm. And it just breaking it's, records. It's, yeah, top five yeah. like scoring for a rookie like first X amount of playoff games as a rookie. Didn't he average like 28 points through the OKC series or something? I think it was something 25 crazy. in the playoffs. It, well, it, it kept it, going up. It kept, it, going, it kept up. going up, but then he had that injury. And, and the, right at the end, right at the oh, end, the toe injury, yeah, kind of hurt. I think overall, with both series, 
it ended up being like 24 points or something something around that yeah but either way it's just yeah there's not it's fairly unfathomable to think well, that this guy's gonna so what yeah. do you think uh, what do you think would be a realistic goal from this year as far as just as far as um, not team wise just uh, individually stat. yeah stat wise I think uh, so I would say my hope at the end of the season because he ramped it up month by month by month he did um, I'm hoping 23 points a game four and a half assists four rebounds uh, 36% three point shooting um, with a you know high 40s regular field goal percentage and uh, yeah with a with a 20 or so PER that's, yeah, that's his, what I'm hoping his per right now is uh, was 16.5 I think I just looked at it today yeah just above the league average, average is yeah. 15 mm-hmm. so he's he's just above average so, so he's just above average handling the entire absolutely. offensive workload yeah. Yeah. for a for in a brand new offense with a brand new point guard, mm-hmm. um, an offense they redesigned on the fly because they all of a sudden had a guy who could do something. On yeah, offense. so you shouldn't be surprised if if those things all kind of just yeah. blow up and, and kind oh, of go yeah. through the roof because this whole team has had one whole season to gel. Everybody knows who's in who's the leader now. Everyone knows who the point guard is. There's no more, you know, uh, you know who's going to take the reins. Yeah, Rodney right. Hood's gone. All that junk. Can I also say, so. Gobert is looking ripped. He looks ripped all oh, the yeah. time. But he's been posting a he's lot of a, pictures. He's, <laughs> he's having a good summer, too. He's having a great think summer. think of him as like the skinny bean pole, and he's not. No, that, man's a, that man is a, a pillar. Yeah. He is granite. He's yeah. chiseled. Well, and he grew up boxing. I just still, I, I think that's awesome. I didn't yeah. know that. I knew yeah. that he boxes in the offseason. I think I he grew like, up boxing and stuff in, in France. And, yeah, boxing and soccer, and then he got super tall and he started playing basketball. Yeah, you can't box and be yeah seven foot. Yeah, I mean, you could wrestle. Yeah, you could be a wrestler. He could be the next uh, uh, spike ball champion. Oh, <laughs> or Carl uh, Malone Diamond. Oh, uh, oh <laughs> WWE. Listen, I watched wrestling growing up, and even that was just like, what is this stick, man? Jeez, Rodman versus. Uh, call him alone. I think you're on the right track, though, D. I think that I think we'll see Donovan anywhere from 23 to 25 points a game. Uh, you know, four rebounds, four assists, that kind of deal. But you know, the the Utah system is built uh, to get everyone involved, and so I, you know, I wouldn't be incredibly shocked if his points per game doesn't go up that much mm-hmm. but I don't think it's because oh he just hasn't been able to do any more I think he undoubtedly will do more Yeah, our, uh, our but it might not might, yeah might I was going to say down. just because of Utah's system it might not necessarily reflect in his points per game by that much Yeah, because it's we're still efficiency. passing the ball yeah. we're still taking think, the, the best shot mm-hmm. you know uh, we still got Joe Ingles, who's going to be hitting threes. We've got, you know, we saw Rubio had the best offensive uh, year of his career under Snyder. And I think we'll see more of that. I think we'll see his, uh, Rubio's shot. Um, you know, it was it was improved. Well, and then you saw Spida uh, posting videos of Gobert pulling up from 18 feet away in yeah. practice, saying he's got a jumper now. Yeah. So... Yeah. And if Favors can uh, continue, he started uh, jacking up threes in the playoffs. Yeah. At the end of the season, if he can extend that range, and I mean, playoffs was the first time we saw a healthy Derek Favors. Mm-hmm. And, and he was uh, awesome. He was yeah. yeah he, was, he did so great. Was so good. He was awesome. If he can stretch it out, I mean, we still we still need consistent shooting because if you have Gobert, Favors, and Rubio on the floor, they're all none of them are going to be above average shooting. So hopefully Grayson Allen comes in and he hits high 30s, low 40s, threes. Yep. Um, it's funny, like we had uh, a uh, I think an Instagram uh, follower uh, ask, like, we should talk about like how can they improve their outside shooting. Um, and the thought that came to my mind is that the one guy that we could sign that that might actually improve that is Rodney Hood. 
<laughs> and if we had a Rodney Hood that said, yeah, I'll be the eighth man and I'll come in and I'll, and I'll just shoot. I'll be yeah. that guy, you know, um, that's a, that's a decent pickup. Yep. But you don't want the Rodney Hood who feels like he should be the 20 points per game Rodney Hood that got pissed off because a rookie stole the show. Yeah. And and the, what I, that's what I love about Spider, getting back on him, is when people were saying, get rid of Hood, go for Spider, he starts posting pictures like, this is my man. Yeah. You know? Every time that somebody come after Rubio, like, oh, trade him. Trade him. He's like, no, that's my that's my guy right there. Like, Donovan, time and time again, he just has whatever it is, that it factor. You know, we, we joke about bowlers like, if you've ever known what the it factor is, then you know what it is, and he has it. And yeah. like, whatever that means, but he does. He, he yeah. does. He's got – guys want to play with him. Paul George, D. Wade, Harden, CP3. These guys are his friends. We've never, ever had that. Our best player was Gordon Hayward, who was so quiet that guys at, at the like his agent or whoever was had to say, "Listen, open your mouth when you play at the All Star game. You've got to talk to people." Yep. And even now, the Celtics fans are getting upset because Gordon Hayward doesn't have the the funk. The aura. funk. <laughs> he, he lacks the funkness. <laughs> yeah. And he does because he's more comfortable with the headset on, talking to his video game friends. He's rather kill you on Fortnite, than which on, is just uh, strange, but. I mean, it is. Like, it's who he is. Anyways, you want to land this plane, D? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we've uh, explored near and far in, yeah, we, uh, in the multiverse. We did go far on this yeah, so, uh So, yeah, hit us up uh, on Twitter, uh, at the Hero Ball Pod, and uh, let us know what you think. If you, if you want to get involved in Fantasy Basketball League, uh, let us know. Maybe we can make something like that happen. Um, if you have some different opinions, uh, if, you, if you can tell me what a scroll is please do that and uh and also uh let us know what your thoughts are about uh donnie and uh and everything else nba comic book movie sports and entertainment related and until next time keep chucking